Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Coming to you a little bit later than usual today because our guest, Director of Recruiting, Steve Wolfong from 24 Sports, was busy working on some breaking news for another site. Shocker, it's someone being super interested in Tennessee after what went on this past weekend, but we digress. Steve, how are you? Morning, Daniel. Doing well. How are you? I am great. We asked the Bucknutters for questions for Steve, and we got a ton. A lot of them obviously focus on current events. The most current event being in terms of Relative nature to this site was last week's crystal ball roll for Damon Wilson, defensive end out of Venezuela. Obviously, one of the big three left on Ohio State's board, along with Keon Keeley, Mateo Uyungle, and by that I mean the defensive end board. Those are the top three edge rushers in the top 247 right now. Neither is committed. A lot of the questions detail those three, so let's just take those off the top and usurp a bunch of them. If you could let us know why you flipped the crystal ball for Damon Wilson, what do you think about the other two guys? I'm sure there's not much of an update given the fact you've updated it ad nauseum here. But then if there is a recruiting date for any of them, please share that as well as that is another one of the questions. Got it. So um, Damon Wilson, I've made just one 24-7 sports crystal ball forecast to date, and it's to Ohio State. However, earlier uh, in the day or the week, I had to write a story, bold predictions, and coming out of Damon's official visit to Georgia, there was a lot of uh, buzz and excitement around the Bulldogs program there. So I had to kind of, with with the information I had at that time, um, I kind of liked the trajectory of Georgia. Uh However, I stated in the article, I think, or, or I've said here, Ohio State was the team that has led the longest for that one. Ryan Day and Larry Johnson 
went into uh, the school on Monday. Uh, Might have been the first prospect that Ryan Day saw. And I think that uh, everything kind of went back Ohio State's way. Now you got Kirby Smart and company on their bye week this week. So expect them to go down there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I like where Ohio State stands for Damon Wilson enough that I was, you know, I logged a, a crystal ball forecast in the Buckeyes' favor. And, uh, you know, we'll see if they can get it to the finish line because I think that they are the leader. Uh, regarding Keon Keeley. Uh, when does Damon plan to commit? I just know he was in decision mode. I talked to him after his Georgia visit, and he said at that point, uh, which was not this past weekend, but the weekend before that, it was time for him to sit down with his circle of trust and, you know, get it basically from four to one. So you have Ohio State, you have Georgia, as the schools we're talking about the most, but he also, you know, strongly considered Alabama and Miami. Uh, I, I certainly think that the Buckeyes need to hold off the Bulldogs down the stretch here, but but like where Ohio State stands and feel like he's trying to make his college decision at this point. Yeah, feels like it's coming. How about the other two? So with Keon Keeley, uh, took his official visit to Alabama two weekends ago. I think that visit was strong and reinforced all the reasons why he loves Alabama. Um, but I think that Ohio State is still hanging around in this recruitment. I, I, and I know one's told me that Ohio State has overtaken Alabama, but I think that there remains to be good dialogue with Keon Keeley in the in the Ohio State camp. I think that he's extremely high on Ohio State for a lot of reasons, also. And I think you look at the way Ohio State's playing this year. They have, you know, much is made about their offense and Ryan Day's attack and scheme and C.J. Stroud and the and 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 those receivers and talented running backs and really everything on offense. But this is also the number five defense in the country that's had a hell of a turnaround from the year before under. Uh, some new coaches on staffs, uh, you know, obviously new defensive coordinator, uh, some new defensive back coaches. And and uh, 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 so with that collectively, you know, they're playing much better on defense and and and, and playing a brand of ball that's, uh, um, you know, fundamentally sound. And so I think that Ohio State is, is pushing all those things on Keon Keeley. Uh, his mom told me after the Alabama visit that, that was supposed to be the last visit. So we'll see. If he's in decision mode like Damon Wilson, or if he goes back out on the road and and, and takes another visit or two, and uh, Steve has said this ad nauseum, but we don't expect the Mateo Ui Ungale commitment to come anytime soon. No, I expect him to announce on one of the signing days. Would be right. my projection, whether that's in December or February. I saw an article that our colleague Greg Biggins wrote where he said he didn't even know what the signing day was or what he goes, I don't know what the last day is, but probably that, which is mm. just kind of funny to me in the world that we live in that he doesn't know when the signing days are, but everybody listening to the show does, you know, but it's his life, you know, and he's, so he's living it. He's living it at his own speed there. Uh, I like Ohio state for him. Um, I think that uh, if USC can show that they, can develop defensive linemen and and take him where he wants to be as a player. Uh, that that you know they could certainly be a formidable challenger for for Ohio State. But again, not only does Larry Johnson have a great track record, but any hole that you may have had in 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 negative recruiting Ohio State and look negative recruiting to me is recruiting, so I don't say that negatively. Right. But uh, Ohio State's defense is a hell of a lot better this year than it was last year. And, and last year you could. You know, you could say there was a chink in the armor, well, there's no more chink. Ryan Day made some tough decisions, went out and made some big time hires, and they're bearing fruit halfway through the season. So we'll see 
how everybody writes the rest of their chapters of, of, of this season. But I think Ohio State is, is the leader there, and they've done enough. Or they continue to show why he loves Ohio State. Now, when it comes down time to making a decision, you know, you have you have the element of you know leaving home and things like that. That that you know, uh, it's easy to say it doesn't matter in in October when you're making a decision in December or or February. So we'll see how that plays out. We've seen many a kids uh, decide to leave for school, but we've also seen many a kid at the last minute say, you know what, I can't do it. So you know, time will tell with Mateo. Uh, but Ohio State, as it stands today, on October 18th at 9:04 in the morning. I like the Buckeyes. I think they continue to do everything right in that recruitment. Because Steve is who he is, he also answered a question that was asked several times. That what does the effect of the Jim Knowles improvement on defense mean? And I think he just answered that. And I think the defensive, the defensive prospects now have to give uh, an acute second look that they weren't giving before just because, and he's right, it was an embarrassment last year. I also think the fact that they fixed it so quickly – makes it pretty obvious that there was a coaching issue. So it was nothing systemic. Number two offense in college football, number five defense in college football right now. It's, it's, that's, uh, those are aces, uh, uh, in your deck. I know Georgia's four and four too, though, which actually kind of impressed me, but, um, let's try and keep this positive. There are some negative Michigan questions. Obviously Michigan is not recruiting to the level that they probably want to after 10, but I'm not going to shed any tears for that. Now, I did, however, watch an extended uh, highlight of the Buford versus Mill Creek football game. Those are big-time Georgia high school programs. If you like high school football and you have nine minutes, you should go watch these highlights. This almost felt like a college football game in terms of, first of all, the crowd, Secondly, the level of play on the field was spectacular. Um, it may make you want to shed a little bit of a tear because the best or the highlighted player on Buford was Justice Haynes and the highlighted player on Mill Creek was Caleb Downs. And let's just say both of them are as advertised. Caleb Downs actually plays. He may come off the field at some time, but he was their main guy on offense. He was Almost used, it reminded me of the way the kid at A-Chain is used at Texas A&M, and then he's, their offense is get the ball to downs in the slot, get the ball to downs when he's receiver, get the ball to downs when he's at running back. There's a lot of questions on here about Ohio State making an attempt to flip downs and that they got to get him there for the Michigan game. Your thoughts on Caleb Downs, I'll just say this, he's worth every effort. If they want to lob another call to Justin Justice Haynes, that wouldn't bother me either. Sure. I mean, Caleb Downs is the best high school football player in the country. I've said that for a while now. Others are starting to agree. I don't pat myself on the back about recruiting stuff, but that one I want to take credit for because he is just a hell of a football player. He's the most instinctual. He might be the most instinctual high school football player I can uh, remember covering in addition to his physical gifts. And he could be – I mean, he he would be a touted running back recruit if that's what he fancied himself as. So I'm not trying to interrupt you, but I was going to say he looked in, in this game like I'm not kidding when I say this. If he said he wanted to come off, like if he came back to Ohio State tomorrow and said I want to come play receiver, I would say fine. If he said he wanted to become the slot, fine. Running back, fine. 
Safety, fine. Corner, fine. He could probably play outside linebacker and, and, and get it done. But you're right. The twitch and the movement, it looks like an NFL player has been dropped in there. But I, but I took your speed. Go ahead. And he's incredibly mature, too. I mean, he's a young man that has all his ducks in a row uh, uh, with his processes off the field as a student and as a football player. Um, you know, everything he does is uh, trying to hit the bullseye in life uh, with his goals. And, uh, you know, he's remained in communication with Ohio State. Uh, he's remained in communication. Um, you know, they were they were hopeful that they could get him to campus for a game earlier in the season, and that didn't happen. I I say this, it's not I'm not putting him on flip watch or anything now. You know what I'm right. saying? But I just think he likes talking to college coaches and, and accumulating as much knowledge as possible. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, he went to a, uh, you know, I think he went to the Georgia Oregon neutral site game, if I remember correctly, earlier in the season. Um, and, uh, you know, he built great relationships with Perry Iliano in Ohio State. So when you commit to a school, uh, sometimes you don't just move on from those. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, if you're, it, it, you know, well, We'll see what happens there, but he's certainly a guy that uh, you certainly keep picking up the phone for all the way till he puts pen to paper. Um, and Justice Haynes is that kind of player too. I mean, she, I just almost dropped an S bomb. It shows PG thirteen, right? I mean, Justice Haynes rushed for over two hundred yards in that game, and he's having a hell of a season too. And and uh, um, uh, Alabama's obviously getting two really good players in in, in Caleb Downs and, and Justice Haynes and. You know, schools like Ohio State and Georgia are going to continue to uh, uh, try and keep in touch the same way that schools are trying to keep in touch with guys committed to Ohio State right now. I mean, you have Tennessee trying to keep in touch with Carnell Tate. Uh, Carnell Tate was supposed to take a visit to Tennessee last weekend. Um, he didn't. He's expected to take his official visit to Ohio State this weekend. So, you know, we'll, you know, um, I have not heard anything that makes me believe that Carnell Tate's going to decommit from Ohio State and, and, and go elsewhere. Um, but we've seen wild stuff happen in recruiting where it's not stuff doesn't seem uh, imminent. And then it turns out the other way, uh, sometimes for good if, for your team and sometimes for bad for your team. So let's piggyback on that one, because once again, you nailed a, a future question. And that is about Carnell Tate. We've all uh, long heard about his um, preferences, about a, not really good choice or interest uh, in Tennessee. And it's obviously mutual. You said he was not there this past weekend. I'd like to thank him for not going because that probably was, if you're ever going to go to a visit where your mind gets altered, that was probably it. But what you're saying is his official is this weekend and you don't have him on flip watch. I don't. I mean, I think he loves being a Buckeye. I think he loves Coach Hartline, Coach Davis staff. I think Ohio State led for a lot of his recruitment. I mean, there were times where Tennessee certainly made it interesting. But, you know, Ohio State, I mean, yes, Tennessee's playing well. They're exciting. They have a great product right now, but it's not like Ohio State's. Uh, uh, it's not like Ohio State's still not a ribeye or a Bentley or whatever the hell we're comparing it to now. You right. know, I mean, Ohio State still just is coming off an NFL draft where they had two of the top three receivers taken right, and uh, um, they got more coming down the line here. They, uh, they have a prolific offense every year. Uh, they win twelve games every year. Uh, um, so they are not uh, an upstart. They are one of the uh, stores at the end of the mall that keeps the mall open and running. They are Nordstrom, you know, or back in my day, they are Montgomery Ward or JC Penney. Oh, 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sears. I miss Smalls being good, man. I miss Bridges. You don't even know what Bridges is. That was hey, I just I miss Smalls being good. You got that kind of darker lighting. You got the falls of the wishing wells going on as the ambiance. Like, that, that was a good time to be Who's alive. Have- Strip mall, Steve. What are they going to do with all the strip malls? Shit, man, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, like Amazon I was. Uh, I, I went by the I went in the grocery store yesterday to pick up a couple of things, and I saw one of those like video store rental boxes there. And I was just thinking to myself, how I used to love going to Blockbuster, and you would oh hope the video you wanted to rent was behind the box. And I was just thinking, my kids will never know that feeling. And my kids will also never really know the feeling of getting a red box because those are probably going out of style too because you can just rent the damn thing on your cable right now. You know, I could – so, uh, which, look, I mean, I guess that's progress, but uh, there's something to be said about having to go get your hair cut and not putting in an appointment but waiting your ass in the lobby. There's I get something it. something to be said about going down to the video store. Uh, you know, well, those first are of all, times. There's something to be said about having to go to the mall instead of shopping online. I imagine everybody has their video store story about trying to get the adult videos when you're younger. Every group of dudes has that story before Blockbuster became a chain. Don't don't say you didn't. How about about Blockbuster? Blockbuster had a funky smell to it, man. You knew you were in Blockbuster. You went in there. It's almost like a Chuck E. Cheese. It was a little bit funky. It was such big business that you also had Hollywood video. And if the video that you wanted to rent at Blockbuster was no longer in, you would, because they would have like 20 of the newest video. You would drive your ass fast as you could down the street because Hollywood video was close to see if it was in there, you know? And uh, I like to consider the the real gift in Blockbuster was when you walk in, you needed to anger yourself towards the return bin. Because the hottest videos would get put through the slat there. And if you'd go there before they'd catalog them, and you remember, like you said, there was a limited number of videos, you'd be the first one to get Pretty Woman or something like that. Back in the uh, uh, fake ID era of the long life, one of my uh, buddies, his second form of identification for his fake ID was a blockbuster card. Yeah. <laughs> and he thought that that was like the, how could you deny my two forms of this first fake identification? And then this blockbuster card corroborating the name on my fake identification. But um, the, the uh, 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 I, I kind of lost my train of thought of where I was going earlier on, on, on blockbuster and, and Hollywood video. Oh yeah. It, it's kind of compared to driving. You, if you got if you got home with a video and it wasn't rewound, oh. you would act like someone created this ultimate crime that you never did yourself. It's kind of like if you come up to a stop, if, if it's your right away, you sure. mean mug another driver that takes your right away like you've never in the history of your life screwed up on the road yourself. Where it's like, people are just like they're so obnoxious with their like 
how dare you take my ride away when, when they're like, like they're batting a thousand in the history of their driving on ride aways. It's, Listen, man, you should be happy you're driving around in Indianapolis. People in the Midwest, everyone's let you in, let you in. When I went home to D.C., it was like letting people in. Other people in the car are like, what are you doing? They're going to take your spot. So That's the worst traffic in America, D.C. People try and say Atlanta and other places. But, man, you could be 35 minutes in between Baltimore and D.C. at bumper-to-bumper traffic in the middle of nowhere. It's unbelievable. It's it's a quality of life thing. I will say that to anybody. If you're still sitting in traffic with the way the Internet's going these days and the way you can be mobile – that's on you. All right, let's take a quick break, come back, and get even more questions in here, even though we've already gone down for everybody here for a little bit. Okay. Let's finish this off. Aaron Scott at Springfield. Excellent prospect class of 2024. I expect him to be a Buckeye. Um, they have doubled down and heavily recruited him. What do you think of him? Can you compare him to a former Buckeye for the – sent this in here steve is not a comparison guy in recruiting there are some guys who like to say he reminds me of blank and then there are other guys that like to come fresh steve is a fresh guy but we will see if he has anything in him well i just know that ohio state loves him and is pushing for him he's a major in-state target for them and uh, i saw the dean recently forecasted him to the buckeye so that certainly makes me feel good uh, about their chances in landing him um, you know, anytime Ohio State's prioritizing an in-state guy that's not an offensive lineman from Cincinnati, I feel pretty dang good about their chances. Not saying they don't get the guy from Cincinnati that's an offensive lineman, but sometimes right. it's a little more competitive in that regard. But look, I mean, I think he's a rangy player that's got ball skills that's you know instinctual and and uh, you know um, Great all, all the traits that you're you're looking for at the defensive back position. Um, and and uh, like I said, he's, he's a guy that's emerged early in the process for Ohio state. There's also a question on here later about, uh, well, five stars in 2024. He's an, he has an outside shot. I would say the guy with the best chance right now, obviously is Bryce West. Um, we aren't the 24 sports isn't as high on him as the composite, but that's not close to being done yet. Let's finish with this. Alabama, you mentioned the receivers that went in the draft last year from Ohio State. You mentioned two. The third one, Jameson Williams, obviously was originally a Buckeye. And if you look at Alabama this year, they've had to go into the portal again to get a top receiver, Jermaine Burton. I guess Jaden Ballard's phone was off the hook. Do you, they also have a left tackle from Vanderbilt and a running back from Georgia Tech, which is the premise for this question. Is Alabama underachieving in recruiting based on the last two or three recruiting cycles? And I think the question is basically, why is Alabama having to go into the portal for such important positions given their recruiting prowess? It does seem to be on offense, by the way. Well, it's not like the guys that they are recruiting aren't guys that were touted and coveted by everybody. You know? So, you know, I look at their their depth chart here and I see Treshawn Holden and JoJo Earl. Those were guys that they recruited. Ja'Cory Brooks was heavily coveted. Um, Isaiah Bond uh, was a major recruit. Kobe Prentice. So, I mean, like, you know, I, I think they're loaded. But, you know, anytime when you're Alabama, you can go into the portal and take from the top. 
uh, uh, you can because they're such an attractive program to a player like Jameer Gibbs. Same with, you know, when, when Ohio State wants to go into the portal, they're not going into the portal for, for guys that are high upside guys but unproven. You know, like Ohio State, Alabama, when they go into the portal, they're going into the portal for like the top 12 guys in the portal. Guys that are what the question, yeah, I get that, but I think what the question is, why? Why would they have a need to go in at running back when they've had their choice of running backs? I mean, like, look who they have coming in their next class. Well, they that's certainly, really the question. I mean, I think Jason McClellan, if they if that was just their only running back uh, or, or their only starting running back, they'd be pretty damn good there. But why not take Jameer Gibbs if he's in the portal? And, he, you know. Mm, I'm not sure I agree with that, but. Especially if like let's use Ohio State as the example. If you brought in a running back next year and said, "Mayan, take a seat," I don't think that would go over too well. I know, uh, but I think you guys, you the fan, you the media, if they got someone in the portal that was better than Mayan, you would just say that's life. I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't agree with that. I think there's a certain amount of uh, belief in the building through the draft, as it were, through the recruiting cycle, and not taking the fly-by-night no, guys. No, I'm not arguing with that. I, I'm not arguing with that. I'm saying that if subjectively you said that, if the Ohio State went to the portal and got Jameer Gibbs and he was better than Mayan Williams, the fans would just be rooting for Jameer Gibbs is all I'm saying. Ultimately, yes, but I do think that the process of doing that, if you did it on a repeated basis, would would make it more difficult to re- – Probably running backs from the start if they know you're going to take the top off at the end. That's just my opinion. Um, Obviously, no one knows better than the Fong on on subjects of these matter. Uh, We got a couple questions on the NCAA going into distinction. People's vibe. All right, we'll finish with this. When you're talking to recruits these days, has it become a topic of conversation with them about NIL? Do you ask about it? Do they tell you about it? Is it the third rail? What's up? So sometimes uh, they bring it up to me. I don't really bring it up to them. Um, no one's ever like brought up a, you know, a, a dollar figure on the record or anything, you know? So, um, I mean, obviously it's a factor yeah, and, and every, and everybody, in some shape or form has some kind of NIL thing going for them. So, you know, if everybody's got an NIL card to play, some just have better cards than others. Yep. I think it's one thing we know is it's here to stay. The genie's not going back in the bottle once it's cash. So, you know, there are some programs that are like, look, this is what our starters are getting paid. This is what our proven players are getting paid. We might provide some NIL opportunity for some unproven recruits, but we are not going down the same road as said other school that maybe is providing more NIL benefit for unproven recruit. So that's really the, yeah, that's the crux of it is that are you going to pay your guys based on college performance or high school performance? That's really your choice. I think like you mentioned, Ohio State has some leverage so they can do that. And there are some other schools. You may not get the guy in there for his college performance if you don't pay him for his high school performance. So we shall see. We know this was another five-star performance from the director of recruiting for 24-7, Steve Wolfong. He's here every Tuesday. 
Let's hope next Tuesday he has another crystal ball to talk about. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Yeah, please rewind your video returns and don't be a jerk when someone takes your ride away. Be kind to rewind, people.